So I was telling Steph, the intern, this story earlier today, and I figured it'd be a good way to start the today's show. Uh, there was this one time we were at a strip club, a club erotica. Have you been there before, Steve? Once or twice. And we were leaving the strip club. There's a huge group of us, and we must have been rolling seven or eight deep. And there's an Indian guy across the street in a cab. This was pre-Uber, pre-Lyft, all that shit. Right. Basically pre-smartphone. And uh, so eight of us jump into this cab, and there's this fucking dude sitting in the cab. He's a single by himself, and he wants to go to Southside, but we all want to go home. And I don't think we were quite 21 yet, so we couldn't go to Southside. Uh, so he – apparently this guy by himself – this guy was such a fucking douchebag – by himself decides he's going to get in a van taxi instead of getting in a normal taxi with eight other people. He was a fucking ginger, by the way, too, Steve. So I'm talking about your people here. He's he's not what I don't claim him. Okay. We well, don't claim him. Total prick gets in the van, tells the driver to go to Southside. Meanwhile, there's seven of us that want to go back to the Dormont area. And so essentially like the complete opposite side of where he's going. Yeah, I mean it was it was a pit stop, but we figured you know what we'll be we'll be better than him, be better, and we will we will share the taxi. So we head into Southside and we drop the ginger off, and it's pretty much the end of the night anyway. So I don't know if maybe he lived on there or whatever. And it's snowing, so there's big snow piles all over the road, and cars are driving kind of slow. And my buddy Jimmy is sitting up front, mm -hmm. and Jimmy's kind of a lunatic. So no, not Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's the kind of guy that fought in Afghanistan and has videos that he showed me on his cell phone of when there were basically air raid alarms going off. He was on a mountain no, by himself. Allegedly. Allegedly. Alle no, this ha – I mean, yeah, sure, allegedly. Yeah. He was by himself on a mountain, supposed to be standing guard, and he was filming himself basically screwing around on the mountainside and laughing at <laughs> – the village yeah while there's air raid sirens going off and he has no idea he's like i don't know what's about to happen man this is going to be crazy and he's just talking to his phone instead of staying alert i'm so happy that i preface this with allegedly allegedly yeah he didn't actually do that so uh he's a nut and he's sitting in the front seat of this indian guy's taxi that's a minivan and there's six of us now in the back so we've lost ginger boy and a guy comes walking out of jose and tony's with a fucking meaty ass fistful of gyro. Yeah, a little gyro action. A little gyro action. Right. The perfect gyro. The guy was probably drinking all night. He probably thought he was going to get laid and ended up losing his chick somewhere in the crowd or lost his chick to someone better. And his only option at that point was to go and get himself a gyro to pick up his spirits. And so he's walking down, exits Jose and Tony's, makes a right and as he's walking down to the corner, we happen to be making a right around that same corner that he's standing on. Jimmy, in the front seat with his window down, yep. reaches out and like a fucking softball pitcher, winds up and smacks this fucking gyro up into this guy's face. And tzatziki sauce and lettuce and onion and shit just goes everywhere, all over this guy. So now he's fucking pissed. Mind you, it's snowing, so we're not driving really all that fast. And Jimmy winds up his window, and he sits back down. We all see it, so we're all cracking up at the guy. Yeah. And the guy is so mad that he chases the van down, 
on a side street in East Carson. And as we pull up to a stop sign, the guy catches up to us and starts punching the window that Jimmy's sitting in as hard as he can. Like this guy's fucking pissed. So as he's doing that, the Indian guy who's driving the cab gets out. And he's like, what the fuck you do to my van, buddy? Yeah. And he's freaking out on him. So now the Indian guy and the fucking gyro guy, the gyro face man, are the fighting. The redhead and the Indian guy. No, no, it's not the redheaded guy. The redheaded guy we just dropped off. We were in Southside. He's gone. This is just a completely different guy. Oh, okay. Change, this is just a rando. A little bit. Yeah, sorry if I didn't explain that. This guy is a total rando. We have no idea who this guy is. So he wasn't a dickhead to anybody. No. And, oh. We have no idea what his night was like, but we know how it ended. Okay. So the guy, like I said, I can only speculate. I imagine he probably was trying to get laid, didn't get laid, okay, felt now, sad. Now the, yeah. yeah. Okay. Went into the now gyro store, gets his gyro, is walking out, didn't even take a fucking bite of his gyro yet. Like maybe he lived in Southside and was getting ready to just maybe he actually this could this could have very well happened. Yeah. Maybe he was going to get laid, but the girl said, Can you get me a Jose Antonio's gyro first and carry it to me? And then I'll fuck you. And so this was that that would be a very unfortunate situation. So for, instead uh, of Stranger Danger. Yeah, you. instead of Mr. Stranger taking his gyro and splitting it with a 10, because there's only 10s in Southside in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then eating a gyro, having a great night, fucking a 10, probably having kids, starting his life, getting a great job because her dad is the VP of a hedge fund, moving to Manhattan, owning a private jet company, making millions of dollars. Instead of that, Jimmy knocks the gyro out of his hand, softball style into his face. Good old explodes Jimmy Explodes everywhere. And now he's fist fighting an Indian cab driver in the middle of Southside. Now, I've been into Southside quite a few times, and it's similar to the story of you getting hit by a car where as soon as shit's going down, the cops are there pretty damn quick. Yep. So they notice that this guy is belligerently punching the window of a cab and that the cab driver has now, in defense of his own property, gotten out of the cab and confronted the man and begun a fist fight with him. So the cops come and they arrest the guy and they are not listening to a word he fucking says because apparently the only part of this encounter that they witnessed yeah. was some fucking crazy guy covered in a gyro <sighs> ran up to the cab of a minority and started beating in the window and threatening to kill the people inside. And the Indian cab driver gets out and <sighs> basically uh, says, confronts please, him. Please don't. Break my fucking cab window. Yeah, and in a little less uh, nice words than that. Oh, sure. So this guy went from, again, end of the night, full Jose Antonio's gyro, probably made just the way you like it. Nice. The, probably the pita was nice and just has it, that is perfect. It Ho Jose Antonio's or is it Mike Antonio's down there? Oh, fuck. What's Jose Antonio's? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know if there was Jose like Antonio's some... is the Mexican restaurant in yeah, Dormont. Okay. Okay. So it's Mike and Tony's. Sorry. Jeez, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Mike and Tony's. Yeah. 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 Jose, and Tony's. Jose doesn't sound like a very Greek name. I haven't met too many Greek people named Jose in my life, but. Well, the, the new gyro place or the old gyro place next to the flats just got, um, bought out so i didn't know if that was like a a rebrand or or something like that so that was my my question 
Yeah. But. So um, so the guy went from having his Mike and Tonys to, in a matter of minutes, <laughs> getting his fucking gyro knocked all over him and then getting arrested by the cops. That's how she goes, buddy. That happens. That, sh- that kind of shit happens. And you know what? You just have to handle the adversity, you know? I would say probably don't get into a fight in Southside would be a pretty good rule of life. Yeah. I, I would mean, say, actually, would I'd go a step hard. further well, and say, don't go to Southside. Yeah. Would I be a rule of mine. Well. Um, but look, Steph, intern Steph's only 22, so he's still got some Southside left in him. But when you're a wise old man like I am, Steph, you'll know not to go into those fucking sketchy ass neighborhoods. So down there in the main bar district of uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I do remember another time, and I think you were with me this time, Steve. We had a party at uh, Troy's house. You remember Troy? Mm -hmm. And uh, big shout out to Troy. Troy has fucking five kids now, and all their names start with Z. So, grats on the sex. Troy, black friend of mine, big shout out BLM, shows I'm not a racist because I had a black friend once upon a time. Great friend of mine, and love all five of his kids. So, boom, there we go. Just mm-hmm. getting that message out of the way for this week's podcast. Anyway, we're at his house back in high school. And uh, as we're leaving his apartment, there's a fire hydrant on the wall. Do you remember this night, Steve? I, I think I do. Was this the the night that uh, O23N3 was born? I think so, yes. Okay. So this was actually your birthday we were celebrating. Yep. So we're celebrating Steve's birthday. And... Uh, we end a up of, a lot of tables were stood on that evening. A lot of tables were stood on. As we're leaving Troy's apartment building, there's a fire hydrant on the wall that we decide for some reason to just spontaneously grab off the wall. It it didn't belong there. Yeah. There, we, were, there was another place that it was suited to go. We just to. figured the apartment building didn't need a fire extinguisher. Exactly. So we took it. This is a this is a total dickhead story, too. People are gonna hate me for this. Um so we get into uh yeah, this is going to be the one to out you as a dickhead yeah sure exactly uh so we get into someone's car i re- I know who it is but i'm not going to name that person just because i haven't talked to him in so long and i don't know if he wants me to say his name but uh we get into his car and that person did live in Southside, which is what brings me back around how we've come full circle told you this story to tell you another one yeah and so we're on the way to his apartment in Southside, and I now am in the back seat with a fire extinguisher. I think the person driving the car thought it would just be kind of like a fun gaff to just steal a fire extinguisher and not actually use it. I, however, like to take things to uh, the, the level of too far, as people might know from listening to this podcast. And so as we're driving through Southside, there's crowded people waiting to get into the bar. And we're at a red light and a fire extinguisher shoots, I don't know, 15, 20 feet of just chemical dust. It's it's actually surprising how far that you can get a stream from a fire hydrant in in an effective distance, I will say. Right. Like so you think it just you spray it, it goes all over the place. No, it actually has quite the stream. Yes, yeah. it, it's got a stream and it's it can be accurate. So now we're driving through Southside and I am hanging out the window of this car in the backseat, blasting chicks in the face with a fire extinguisher that shoots not water. It's not a water fire extinguisher. It is just a chemical dust. Chemical residue. Yeah. I don't know what's in a fire extinguisher. So if you're out there and you're listening, 
please send me an email. It's Evan at Jagoff Sports and let me know what is in a fire extinguisher. And while you're at it, head on over to JagoffSports.com. We've got all the greatest articles about Pittsburgh pop culture, Pittsburgh sports. We also had Gab, one of our contributors, who just sent out a tweet, said that she was going to, um, what was it, blow every single person that liked the tweet if Ben Roethlisberger makes it through the season without an injury? Yeah, close. It was um, PayPaling everyone $1. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, sorry, little it, mishap it there. Close. You, were, you were close there. E- you know what? That's an easy mistake to make. She's Sorry. So, let's... If you just got excited and you stopped listening to the podcast right after I said that and went to like the tweet, you're going to be really disappointed now that you've just come back because it wasn't that she was going to blow you. She's actually just going to PayPal you 100 pennies, which is basically nothing. Mm -hmm. So, And you know what's funny? I think if Ben makes it through the season, we should attempt to pay everyone that liked that somehow. Like Jagoff Sports, I'll donate – a huge portion of that. I'll donate 80 bucks to that. I got five on it. Yeah, because you figure, and we'll make, Steph actually already told me before the podcast started. Right, Steph, so you're going to put up $100,000 and then we'll we'll get the rest after yeah. that. How well, I don't, I don't know if he can afford that much, but he did tell me before the podcast started, he said quietly that he really feels like making a positive change in the world. And he said, hey, Evan, for the next four weeks, just don't even pay me. Just put that paycheck towards the um, Gab's blowjob fund. So we're going to do that. And here's the thing. 120,000 people liked her tweet, which is massive. Is it up to 120? I just Last looked at I it. Saw, today. It was 108. It's what? 121. Holy um, I think, so there's no way we're going to pay that obviously. And by we, I mean her, but I will help her out. Uh, out of the 121,000 people that liked that, the first most the first scenario is Ben's going to get hurt and then she doesn't pay anyone, but let's just say he doesn't. She should try to hold to her word as best as possible. So if I was her, I would take at least a hundred dollars and I would say, if you liked this tweet, show me proof that you liked it and send me your Venmo and give a hundred people a dollar. Cause at least then she's attempting it. Cause you can't just delete your Twitter. Right. I don't know. I I don't think that I would pull some type of stunt like this, knowing that Ben in his past has overcome so many weeks with the walking boot and the thumb and all that he's done, but plays the next week. Yeah, but he loves to go out. So the stipulations that she made was that if he is benched or injured for a single snap, the, all bets are off. Ah, oh, well... Yeah, then she's not going to pay anybody. What she should have done is said, if you like this tweet and Ben does get injured, then you have to pay me a dollar. That would be $120,000 right there. How many people... Sorry, just a rather large step. How many people do you think, if there was a stipulation of 120,000 people, if Ben goes out for a single snap, I don't have to pay you anything, but if Ben doesn't go out of a single snap, right? So your, your sample size is 120,000 people. How many people do you think would actually Venmo her a dollar? I don't know. Probably a lot. I feel like Gab is the type of person that could just put out a tweet and say, please Venmo me a dollar. And she would probably get at least a hundred dollars. Oh, I, I agree. That's just the type of following she has. Oh Yeah. 
And then people would be like, okay, now I gave you a dollar. What do I get? Because they're, they're creeps like that. That is actually a good point. Yeah. Bringing it full circle. Yeah. They're, they're uh, orbiters. She has a lot of orbiters. She doesn't like to call them that. I think she gets mad when I call them that, but that's just what they are. Would she prefer that you call them simps? Simps is fine. People think simp is a new word, by the way. It is not a new word. I said simp when I was fucking six. Which is why I don't say it anymore because it's cringe. Because things you did a long time ago are cringe. Saying things are cringe is cringe, by the way. No, I don't think so. I think I cringe agree. is still in. Mm. You disagree? I disagree wholeheartedly, but I agree with you. I remember listening to Currency back before he did the mixtape with Wiz, where he was talking about simping and sins yeah. and all that. And simple simpletons was the official Mm. vernacular. It does seem like it has a bit of a different, well, it really doesn't even have a different definition. It's still the same definition that it was. But this takes me back to how cringe I was when I first heard the word simp and used the word simp. I used to use the word simp in tweets. I wish I could go back and look at the tweets that I sent out when I was a freshman in college. When I was a freshman in college, I was cringe. I was the definition of cringe. I wore shirts that were just like printed air jordan shit like i loved sneakers uh, yeah, i remember that like i was a sneaker fanatic but i didn't actually give a shit i just did it because other people did it i did not give a fuck about sneakers at all so you were a conformist and that made that in that sense you upset. yeah i mean it doesn't make me upset it just made me cringe and then what else did i do that was cringe i just did all kinds of dumb shit that was really cringe I would just wear sneakers with the tongues out. You ever tuck your jeans into the tongue of your shoes? No. I was a rapper. Remember my rap career? Sure do. I was a sick rapper, too. Actually, Evan, look it up on YouTube. No, fuck, dude. Now people are going to go fucking look that up on YouTube. (laughs) Shit. I was hoping nobody would ever. You know what, though? I guess you got to just be embarrassed. If you here's here's a little tip for people out there in life. If you can just roll with the punches and and be embarrassed and kind of laugh at yourself, you'll have a great life. I mean, how many fucking stories have I told on this podcast? I told a story about how I admired a black tranny's tits and then went to Thailand and had a ladyboy rub her balls essentially on my leg. Yeah. Does I mean, it get any lower than that? No. I, I think in 2020, that's like you're you're a progressive now. I am a progressive. Who's who ever argued that I'm not an extremely progressive person, Steve? Did you, did you ever hear me say that you're not a, a progressive? I I would just like to label you I'm, as a. I'm just putting words in your mouth because that's the progressive thing to do. Well, that's not what I want in my mouth. Thank you. Oh, okay. Is there anything else you'd like in your mouth? Because I'm pretty progressive now, and I can. I'm sure that I can help facilitate couple, that. There's, there's a couple things that I would prefer in my mouth rather than. Uh, well, rather than progressive. Let me ask you a random question. Okay, what's up? What is the oldest age of a woman you would have sex with? 58. 58? Yeah. You say it like you've had sex with a 58-year-old before. Well, when I was 21, I had sex with a 58-year-old. All right. Let me ask you another question. Okay. What is the youngest age for a woman that you would have sex with? What is what is legal in the state of PA right now? I'm not sure. 
Okay, add three to that. And then oh, very wise, very wise. I saw you were doing there. Yeah. Can't, can't trap me, buddy. No, you're smart. I, I had sex with a woman who was, I think, in her mid-40s. And she was like, hold on, a, hold on. So you you never had a Cougar Life account? Cougarlife.com? I did not have a Cougar Life. What Dude, is that, Cougar Life? Cougarlife.com is uh wow, it's only 10 minutes right now. I feel like no, we have 10 minutes to... left. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that's tough. Um the 58-year-old that um I had sex with. You found her through Cougar Life. Cougarlife.com. Wait, uh, so is this a website of old older women yes. looking for young shaven penises? Essentially. They want to mix up their life. And Are they married? Uh, I've seen married. I've seen divorced. I've seen single. I've seen everything. She paid my rent for three months. No. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. You Well, we have to hear the story now. I mean, it was... Uh, Mutual agreement. She took me out to dinner. Steph, are you on Cougar Life right now? Is it still a website? Be. See, I like having the I like having the podcast. Uh, uh, Now he's he's spinning the monitor. So okay, so if you're listening, because we don't do video of this, this is Cougar Life. Um, Hot Mamas on there. Just shows all the profiles. Easy Kitty. Ooh, gotta love that. She's love Easy. People people say she hooks up a a lot. There's a lot of fake profiles that they do in the same way that uh, AshleyMadison.com did their their thing. So this woman, she paid your rent for three months. How often did you have to have sex with her? I only had sex with her once. What? Yeah, she just wanted to go out to lunch and dinner sometimes, and she got one lunch and one dinner. Did she drive? Yeah, she picked me up from my fucking house. Were you uh did did you go to her house to have sex? Obviously, I would think, right? Yeah. Where did she live? Like, okay, not where did she live exactly, but did did she live in an affluent neighborhood? Yes. But my college was also in an affluent neighborhood. Okay. So <laughs> so she it, was it basically in walking it, distance. It was it was ten minutes away from the football house that I lived at in college. Did did you did anybody else know about this or was it kind of like a DL? No, thing? I I kept it under the rug for a while because I was also in charge of uh, utilities, like utility payments. Like yeah, everyone ha- would give me money, and then I would pay the cable, the water, the gas, and everything. Right. But yeah, I. And so she money. started paying those bills, and so you didn't want to tell anyone about that my, because then they'd my, stop paying you. She paid my rent per month. Yeah, and then I would, I would take the money that because I wasn't working at the time and I was in school. My parents would send me money to, you know, live. Yeah, and I would have a, a very nice maybe maybe. In retrospect, that is where my alcoholism started because I'd have eight hundred bucks just free. Yeah. You know, but hold on. Can we get back to this? Because I think you just admitted allegedly that you were a prostitute in college. No, because she wasn't paying me for sex. She was paying me for my time. Ah, I got you. I mean, not not that there's anything wrong with it. We don't kink shame around here. Yeah. So I'm fine with you being a prostitute. But I just never heard the story before. I mean, there really isn't that much 
to say about. Well, it. what she was did. the sex like? With was she fifty eight? Really, yeah. legitimately? Yeah. That's pretty old. And dude, but dude, she was a fucking rock and shit. Did she have fake tits? Yeah, yeah. And dude, tan, tight, taut. What what did they say in Austin Powers? Toyed as a toyga. Dude, she was great. Was she? Um, was she pretty good? Like. I did. Mo- I I was in a lot better shape back in college than I am now. So yeah. I did most of the was she freaky? That. Yeah. What did you guys do? Um, remember the uh, homeless girl story that I told on More About Nothing? Yeah, not in detail. No. All right. Well, those same chains were used on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would tie her up and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And she was into that. Yeah. I don't think that there was anyone in her realm of age range that was able to give her what she liked. Mm. So, and why did you guys break it off? I mean, it seems like a match made in heaven for a long-term relationship. Cause I fucking moved out of my college house and I wanted to bang another 21 year old. So, so <laughs> not, not that I would ever condone this cause you are in a very loving relationship now, but yeah. yeah. Say you hit up this woman and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be in Ohio near Columbus this weekend. Would you love to go get dinner or something? You think she's responding to that? I don't know if she would necessarily be respondent to that. However, um, that was seven years ago, so she would be 65. And I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do that. You think, you think 65 is the cut, like... No, 59 is the cutoff. I think 58 is the cutoff. Is the cutoff. Her birthday wasn't for another couple of months. So that was like my. That was your escape. Yeah. You were, you said, I got to get the fuck out of this college town before this lady turns 59. Yeah. So 58 for you is. 58 is my, is my cutoff. Yeah. That's where I draw the line in the sand, right at 58. Right. Or excuse me, the day before 59. Right. There you go. Wow. That story blows mine out of the water. I had sex with a woman who was a former colleague of mine. She was, I want to say, four in her young 40s, 42, 43. Mm-hmm. Northside trashy bitch. Divorced? Divorced maybe t- two or three times. Uh, multiple that, kids. That makes sense. And Dude, divorced women are so great because they don't mince words with you. They, yeah, they love telling you exactly what they want, and that's where it goes. Yeah, um, she gave me some of the greatest fellatio I have ever received in my entire I'm life. Sure, it was fantastic. So we had they're this, very tryhard in that that dynamic that you just explained. This was a good move of mine when I was in college. I would have sex with a girl, especially if she was hot. I would have sex with a girl for maybe 45 seconds and then come. And then I would either. That's a tough look. Yeah, it sucked. Not all the time. Sometimes I, it depends on how drunk I was basically. But um, then I would do foreplay and continue foreplay and then just go back to town. And then it would be like, hey, that was a great sesh. With her, we had sex for however long. And then I creamed. And then. Uh, and I asked her if she was on the pill, which is hilariously embarrassing because she was, I don't know, 45. 
at that point. <laughs> at that point, it doesn't matter. Like you didn't know if she was going through menopause. Well, I didn't know. I was. I was like, I don't know. Jesus but Christ. here's. I, I don't know how this dynamic works. <laughs> I was. I, there was one thing I was sure of. Listen, there was one thing I was sure of, and that was I do not. This is the last person on earth I want to fucking have a kid with. So that was all I knew. So I, I had to ask, but. Um, to get round number two going, she started by giving me a blowjob, which was so good that I could barely contain myself again. And that was after we just had sex, like so 40 after, seconds earlier. After you popped the cap early the first time, she started. Yeah. To and I don't, I wouldn't say I necessarily back. popped a cap early with her because I was pretty drunk. It was at the end of a night when we were out all night and. I mean, she was, it was a novelty thing, but it wasn't like, wow, this girl's so fucking hot. This is a girl in my dreams. And then I like come in three seconds. It was like, oh, here's a fucking 45 year old Northside bitch that I could slap around in a hotel room, like yeah. for a little bit. You know what I mean? So well, and, and it was either that or Googling or not Googling, uh, hitting the search tab on Pornhub, MILF porn. Right, right, right. So it's a, it's a genre, it's a genre style fuck that you yeah. got under your belt. Yeah. Have you ever noticed this? Uh, in your life that you'll have a sexual experience. By the way, all of this that I, has happened before I have ever met my wife. So let's just yeah. have that out there. Yep. Um, but have you ever noticed that before, or no, I'm sorry, rather after you have a sexual experience yeah. in life, it kind of becomes your kink for a little while. Like when you're searching for porn, like if you do something with a specific person, like say it's like the first time I ever had sex with a Latina girl. Okay. That becomes my kink for a while on Pornhub to kind of relive the memory. Do you have you ever recognized that? Nope. No. Nope. Oh, all right. End it. Sorry about that. We had to uh, hit pause and restart, but the, was your answer to that last question serious that a, you don't, Life experience doesn't become a uh, porn fetish for no, you. I I always do the opposite. <clears throat> you always do the opposite. Yeah. So you always just do shit that you've never done in real life. Yeah, kind of. Until I do it, and then it becomes like the complete opposite again. It becomes the last thing you want to search. Maybe that's why I'm so off the rails with everything that I do, is because I always need extremes on the other side. Of- yeah. Have you ever heard of the fruit roll-up? <laughs> Once or twice. So there's this new crazy fad going on around town with the young kids where you take a fruit roll-up and instead of getting a blowjob with a condom on, which I've I've never had a blowjob with a condom on in my life. Oh, you know what? No, I, I have once. Once. Really? Not, yeah, not a strip club, as Steph said. It was from an even seedier activity than a strip club. I'm not going to dive into details about it. Right, that's probably best. <laughs> it was from a glory hole. It was probably a dude. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would have been insane, though. <laughs> I put a fucking fruit roll up on this cock that was just right on the other side of where I was pissing. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right. Well, that's good enough for the podcast today, unless anybody else has anything to say. Yeah, uh, maybe just head over to cougarlife.com and do check it out. Yeah, it, it it won't it won't be not beneficial. 
is what I'll say. Well, especially if you're single. Like if I was Steph right now, I would be doing anything and everything. Yeah. And I would stay single as long as I could. Because my biggest mistake in college especially was getting a girlfriend when I was 220 pounds and had a seven-inch dick. Looking like a fucking brick shit. Yeah, I looked like Thor with with a smaller dick. Now I look like Thor in that movie where he gets really out of shape with an even smaller dick. So it's really tough for me. Actually, it's perfect for me because I'm married, so there's no temptation. When I go out, no girls even want to look at me. I'm like fucking the hunchback of Notre Dame. I can dig that. Yeah, and it's perfect. It's like, yeah, fuck you too, bitch. I'll just go home and have sex with my wife who ha- who has to have sex with me. There you she go. has no other choice. So, Well, ale- allegedly on, on that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, second of speaking to, of going to websites, go to uh, com. After you check out Cougar Cougar, Daddy. Cougar Life. Cougar Life. Head on over to jagosports.com. After you're already like fired up and ready to go. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you're out on Cougar Life and you're horny, wait till you see jagosports.com. By the way, I heard we're doing some merch soon. What's going on with that? Uh, we're going to figure that out. I would love to hear. Um, actually, how about this? Everyone sign up. Go to www.jagosports.com. Sign up for the mailing list. We're going to have some announcements of what we have going on with merch coming up. Uh, we have some uh, sponsors coming up as well. I think we should give everyone on the mailing list a free shirt. All right. So if you're on the mailing list, you get a free shirt. Heard it, heard it here first. Because here's what's going to happen. I'm gonna, we'll send out an email. We'll say free shirt. That'll be the title of the email. And then we'll say just send us your address and we'll ship it to you for free. And probably... And we're not going to ship six, it. We're just going to probably six all, people all of these shirts in the car, and we're going to have intern Steph deliver them. Oh yeah, we forgot. You. I forgot about this, Steph. We're yeah, going to. By the way, you're you're the new delivery guy. We're going to make a new web series of uh, Steph inter- the delivery Steph guy. Delivery guy. So we're going to get Steph in his <laughs> shitty BMW, and he's going to <laughs> he's going to. We're going to get you a mailman delivery costume. Which I'm but pretty sure be, we it's can be find like three sizes too small. Yeah, and we're gonna make you wear the GoPro, and we're gonna have someone film you delivering everything. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Steve filming you. Yeah, more than likely. And so I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We're gonna but have a good time. I think some people on our mailing list might not be from Pittsburgh. So if you're not from Pittsburgh, we will just ship you one from normal mail people. But if you are from Pittsburgh, be ready for Big Steph, Big Steph Curry to to fucking come in and like swing a package on your onto your stoop. He's going to Steph is going to knock on your Steph front door. He's going to fucking swing with the his package, package out all over the place on your front stoop like he means it too. Yeah. Watch out. And and there's going to be a couple packages cuz we're not only are we just looking into Jagoff uh t-shirts, but we're also looking into Jagoff hand cream. And so there will be times when Steph uh well <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. If you wouldn't have laughed, I would have got through that bit. If you wouldn't have laughed, I would have got through that bit. So there will be times when Steph is uh, coming to your house and he's going to deliver not only a Jagoff Sports shirt, but uh, some Jagoff Sports cream. And so Steph's package uh, might leak cream all over your porch while he's delivering 
uh, Jagoff Sports t-shirt. But you know what? That's the fucking ultimate fan experience from our Jagoff insiders. And the newsletter you're subscribed to is called Jiz, J-I-Z. So you're already kind of numb to uh, hand lotion, which is a much less severe version of creamy fluid that uh, that will be delivering, or Steph, rather, will be delivering in his package. So uh, look out for that. We're going to give away free shirts. Do you think that's a good idea, or is that stupid? No, we're definitely 100% going to do that. All right, we're 100% doing that. We're giving away free shirts because we've got to use them for marketing anyway. Um, looking forward to a couple things. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. That will help us get more exposure. Or show your friends, you know, you've got, say you've got like a 12-year-old nephew and he's like, man, I really want some edgy content. I'd really love to hear guys talking about having sex. Maybe don't send it to him, but tell him like, you know, it's out there. If you want to listen to it, um, Evan tell, didn't tell advise. Tell your 12-year-old cousin to go to CougarLife.com, promo code JAGOFF for 15% off. For 15% off his first Cougar. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then on top of that, we've got Chucky Lazar of Football Life. I know we might have mentioned this before, but uh, we did an interview with him. It was fantastic. So we're just trying to get a little bit more footage of that and really tighten it up. Fucking Tom Holmes, big shout out to him. The dude is phenomenal. He's basically a Hollywood director. So really happy to have him working on that project. Uh, Gab's got some shit coming out with some Barstool guys. Joey Malinaro. Is going to be on good good game with Gab coming up soon. Um, I'm going to do a review of Iron City Coffee coming up soon. I don't know when the fuck that's going to happen, and I don't know. That's it. The world's finally back open, so I'm pretty happy about that. I sat at a bar and got a shot of Jameson for lunch, which was fantastic. Um, and I think that's it. So if no one has anything else to say, thank you for listening, and we will see you on Friday. Love you guys.